Welcome to PNCC Speak, the language of executives. I'm Carol Daniel, alongside Michael Scully, Regional President of PNC. Each podcast features local and regional C-level executives talking about relevant and timely business topics. This knowledge-sharing platform provides insights on forward-thinking business approaches that disrupt the status quo and encourage business leaders to think differently. Today, we get to chat with Landon Hobson, the CEO of Cosmos Corporation, a family-owned company and leader in the industry. Landon, welcome to PNCC Speak. Thank you for having me. Let us start with what the company does and the kind of growth you have seen over the last five years. Yeah, so Cosmos Corporation uh, does everything from new product development, manufacturers, uh, markets, and sells three uh, international brands in the pet care space. So TropoClean uh, is our main brand, uh, sold in about 70 countries worldwide. Uh, we have Natural Promise uh, that is sold mainly in our um, grocery business or mass, I think Walmart, Target. And then we have Urine Off, which is a cleanup product for uh, pet urine. And that's sold worldwide as well. So um, we support those brands. Uh, and the growth over the past five years has been incredible. Uh, we've seen almost a tripling um, of our business uh, in the past five years. Uh, and, and a lot of that is just the pet market is, is doing great. Uh, but a lot of that is internal as well, that we're doing a great job in new product development. Landon, one of the most interesting things I found about your business was that you have seven other family members in the business. Uh, talk about that and some of the unique challenges of working with uh, seven close relatives. One great thing about a family business is you work with family. Um, one negative thing about a family business is you work with family. So uh, I would say the great part is, is that you have trust with that family. That's your family and you can be very candid. You can be very honest. Uh, you're all working towards the same goal. Um, and, and most of the time, you know that people have your back. You know that they care about the business just as much as you do. You know, one of the tough parts is uh, that family and a family business is watched always. And so you're held to a higher standard. Um, it is a, uh, an area uh, that most people in the family don't know that it's going to be there when they start in the family business. And that's a shock. Uh, I think, too, what's tough is, um, you know, your family business, you always want to be more involved. People always uh, want to be, if it's your family's business, you want to be as involved as you can be or as high up as you can be. And so, you know, taking that as slow and, and mentoring, learning, learning the family business, learning um, what makes the family business successful. Sometimes that can be hard for family members, including myself. Sometimes that can be hard. So, uh, and then just the, the, the transition, you know, of from a family business to a larger corporation um, that we're making right now, sometimes the family aspects can um, get lost and that's what makes the family want to be in a family business. And so that can be tough to make sure that we keep that while also uh, growing the way that we need to grow. Leonard, I'm curious, what are some of the challenges and opportunities in transitioning from a family business to a family corporation? Structure is probably the hardest. Um, keeping the family business feel, but yet transitioning into a structured environment that is uh, predictable for employees and is helpful for processes. Uh, I think 
you know, what it's helped us do is we had to step back and say, who are we as a company? What is our mission? And what can we sacrifice along the way in order to keep that mission and keep our values? Uh, and then when it boils down to why did the owners start this company and what is everlasting about Cosmos Corporation? And so the transition has been, let's make sure that we are focused on that. We don't lose that uh, as we move into a family corporation. Uh, one of the benefits is, is that we've, we believe that we have hit that and now introducing more people into it. Our culture has just blossomed into uh, instead of 70 people carrying out that mission and understanding it, we now have 250 people carrying out that mission and understanding it. Uh, but that takes a very concentrated effort to know who you are as a company. Landon, as you move into a larger family corporation, I'm curious what impact that might have on on something like business succession planning. Yeah, it's forced some conversations that um, probably weren't there in the past. And the reason is, is that there's more family members coming into the business. Uh, there's more family members exiting the business in prior generation. And so uh, what it looks like is what are the expectations of those new family members? What are the expectations of existing family members? Um, you know, why was the business started? I think the main part that the founders and the owners of the business want to maintain is we started this company uh, to be uh a company that has servant leadership, that has a great culture, and that provides great products. And we know that, um, you know, the impact on our business and succession planning is making sure that the next level of family members coming in understands that. Landon, you probably do not know this, but I have a connection to Don Kassebaum, who started Winslow Distributing, which has become Cosmos. When I first started at KMOX 27 years ago, I received this huge box and it had all these products from Winslow Distributing. And that leads me to a question about culture because Don, who senior who founded the company, was big into the community, but he was also a family man. And, and that culture, per, that attitude permeated the culture of the company. So talk to us about Cosmos' approach to culture. Yeah, <laughs> I did not know that connection. That is awesome. That's really cool. <laughs> Uh, yeah. So yeah. Don Sr., the founder, you you are 100% correct. I mean, he cared about the community. He started the business uh, or bought Winslow's and then started Cosmos and growing it so that he could create funds to give back. That's the whole purpose, right? He loves running a business and he loved doing that. But it was, okay, if I can create more money, I can then give more money. Uh, to the community and to other causes. And so really that is the foundation of the company. Um, and so it's to give back. That's the mission. You know, our mission statement says, uh, you know, we want to enrich the lives of pets and their people. We want to have provision of our employees, but we want to give back to the poor around the globe and then also the glory of God. And so really the approach to Cosmos is one of servant leadership. If you were to boil it down to a term, uh, it's that, we want to give back not only to those in need to our community, but also to the people inside of the organization. We have a core value that is uh, willing to make the coffee. And that just simply means take time out of your day and serve someone else. Uh, and so if we were to boil the approach, the culture is uh, serving people, whether that's our customer, whether that's uh, our local uh, area, 
whether that's around the poor around the globe or that's your coworker. Um, one other way that we try to reinforce that culture is that we give everybody here above their paid time off. We give them five mission days. And that means that you take time out of working here and go serve your local community. Um, go see the things that a nonprofit that we have uh, called Gifts of Love International does internationally. Go see what's going on there and we'll pay you for that. So all you have to do is take a selfie because we want to create a PowerPoint slide at the end of the year that shows that our employees show everybody what all of our employees are doing. And so uh, that reinforces that community that Don Sr. had in mind so long ago uh, for Winslow's and now Cosmos. Landon, I, I found that uh, fascinating because today in corporate America, you know, our CEO was talking just the other day at our recent board meeting. Every question he received was about ESG investing, so environmental social governance. And what you just uh, hit in capital letters was that social aspect of running a business for a social good. Wondering about the others. Talk about uh, maybe your approach to ESG as a private company versus yeah. a public company. Yeah, great question. So the advantage we have as a private company is, you know, we have a limited number of shareholders. <laughs> and most of the time I can walk right upstairs and talk to, to family members about it. And so we're able to do what we feel like is right, you know. And so um, our approach to it is that there's really three um, things that we want to be focused on as a company. And that is our employees. We want to treat them well. Uh, we want to make sure that we're paying, right? Our minimum wage is $15.31. You will not make less than that uh, at Cosmos. And so uh, we want to treat our employees well. We want to have great benefits. We want to have a culture where it's uplifting. You leave work uh, knowing that the people here care about you. I think the second one is um, uh, the world, right? We want to take care of the world, whether it's the poor or our environment. And so, you know, we are making a shift uh, in our thinking around how, what does a consumer packaged goods company, what can they do for the environment? Um, yes, we buy a lot of plastic, right? We're going to be examining all of those pieces um, continuously as we go forward because we have, to, there's, there's only one world, we only have one, right? Um, I don't think anybody in the world would say uh, more trash, Yes, that's great. <laughs> you know, so we need to do our part. I think the other part is um, governance that, you know, there is an aspect to running a company that is private um, that doesn't have to be as hard handed. Um, and, it, and there's legislation that we need to follow, but we set our own standards of what we want to do. And making sure that what we're doing as a company looks out for um, those those three, I guess, the consumer, the world, and the employee. That's really where we're focused. Um, I, I do want to hear a little bit about Landon's helping pause, but if you can um, wrap that up in how easy or difficult it is in, in, in finding employees that fit with that core value of willing to make the coffee. Yes, it's harder than you think. <laughs> it is. Uh, and we're very picky about who we hire. You know, we, um, I read a stat the other day from, I think, the Harvard Business Review. Um, and it was talked about in our, my Vistage group that I'm in uh, with CEOs that an employee, a prospective employee goes cold after 10 days, you know. And so um, 
it takes us sometimes longer than 10 days because we go through many different iterations of interviews and and trying to find that willing to make the coffee employee uh and sometimes somebody comes in with very high credentials and but doesn't pass that test um and we bring other people into the interview right a coworker who's going to be working alongside this person and is that relationship are they going to be able to build trust is that relationship going to work because uh, at the end of the day it's it is our employees who work together on projects to create great products for the end consumer it's not landon right it's not any of our other executives it's those employees and so we spend a lot of time trying to pull out uh that willing to make the coffee servant leadership so landon let's switch gears a little bit tell us about uh, your explosive growth i know you've uh, recently built a new facility in st peters and your headquarters is out in st peters yet you're serving what did i hear you say 70 different countries yeah Tell us about that. All out of St. Peter's, Missouri. All out of St. Peter's, Missouri. Yep. So we we just built 190,000 square feet here. Uh, moved in in 2020. Uh, that was a very fun exercise. Uh, and and actually, we are in the process now of building another 150,000 square feet on the back of this building. Um, and the reason is is growth, like you mentioned. I mean, we are sold in 70 different countries. Um, the growth has come from all aspects. It's really cool to look at the business and say uh, our independent shops uh, are buying more. Uh, the big box stores that we sell to are buying more. We are selling more online. Um, we are exporting more. Uh, and and what I attribute that to is a couple things. Number one, we're getting closer to our customer and closer to our consumer. We're really learning what the consumer wants. So for any CEO, I mean, that that's who your customer is, get to know them. You know, that's what I've learned over the past five years is learning the customer uh, is huge, listening to them um, and, and then adjusting what we do. So so we hear the customer, right? And what happens in my life, we hear the customer says, I want something new all the time. I want something new. I want something new. I want something new. We see that in our life, right? I go out and buy a new iPhone every two years, right? I go out uh, and buy something new gadget every single year. Uh, our consumer is no different. And so we've really started doing new product development based off of that mindset, getting to know that what the consumer wants. Uh, and that has led to some explosive growth. Um, so it, it's attributed to getting close to the consumer, building a process by which we allow them to drive our business. Well, Landon, as a relatively new pet grandparent, <laughs> I, I want to thank you for, for all the work you were doing at Cosmos. And uh, I, I am using Tropicline. So it's so nice Good. to meet the man behind products that are being used in my home with our cat, Valera. Yes, that is great. Uh, it's a great product. And hopefully we can keep bringing out some more products uh, for you to enjoy. Do you have some parting words to CEOs who, you know, not everyone is in a family owned business. What would you say to them, you know, as we move out of this pandemic? Yeah, I, I would say, you know, find your values and find your mission uh, as a company and um, continue to move towards that. Don't lose sight of why your company exists. Uh, if anything, find out what those values are um, and where you're not meeting them um, because that gives your employees a reason to show up. It gives your customers a reason to believe in your company. 
Um, and then it guides you as a CEO to, to know what decisions I have to make. Um, and then how much am I willing to give up for those values? Well, let me say thank you to our, our PNC president, Michael Scully, for bringing us such interesting people for every episode. Landon, thank you for joining Michael and I for this episode of PNC C-Speak, the language of executives. Thank you.